T-minus 40 seconds. T-minus 30 seconds. T-minus 20 seconds. to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Lining, and Todd Griffin. Hey! How we doing? 99, 99, 99, 99, 99. Number 9? Number 99. Same number as those red balloons. Those proverbial red balloons. Luft balloons if you're German. Yes. All right. Hello, Maxwell. Hello, Savannah. Howdy. Check in. Let us know you're here or... Creep in the shadows matters not to us. Welcome to episode 99 of the Play It By Ear podcast. We are on the precipice. I love that word, precipice. Um, of course, we will uh, just give you a little rundown here. Um, and I'll just go ahead and put the banner up. Maybe here if I can find it. Scroll up. There we go. Yeah. Episode 100 live, Sunday, June 5th, 5 to 8 p.m., Sons of Toil Brewing. Look at it. Fine Road, Mount Oreb. Crack it open. Crack it. Crack that Chocola. 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 I shan't be touching that stuff. <laughs> uh, join us June 5th. Uh, go to our Facebook page. There's an event there for it. The... Uh, live episode 100 uh if you have any inkling of coming to the event please at least check that you're interested we'd like to see uh kind of plan for how many people we might have we were doing a planning session yesterday and uh trying to tie some things up and uh probably do that one more time before we are ready to roll on the project so i uh, hope all of you can join us and uh, we're, we're looking forward to it Gonna mute Brady's mind until he, he gets it together. Indeed. All right. Uh, howdy, hey, John, John Whitney. All right. John. There we go. Your microphone's scrubbing up against your beards. I think that's what. what you're yeah, I'll about. try. I'll try to hold it slightly perpendicular to my visage. Yeah. As long as I'm not stop speaking too loud into it. All right. Shave that face. That's right. Shave it. Sh shaving and shorn. <laughs> Make it shorn. 
<laughs> so let it be written, so let it be shorn. It shall be smoothing. <laughs> All right. Um, want to show you something here. So we've showed you this page before. This is our uh, podcast page on our host site, anchor.fm. And uh, all those squiggly lines, I think last time I showed you this, I said wish it looked like the stock market, but it did not. And I think it still does not. Fortunately for us, unfortunately for the stock market, but <laughs> you look at the squiggly line that goes all the way up on the right. That is the number of plays we had last week. 310 plays last week, our biggest week ever. Ever? Ever. Ever. So uh, we had 310 the week before. We had 275. The week before that, we had 273. So we have been en fuego, and it's because of you, because of your support of what we do. And uh, much, much appreciated. And uh, I think we're hitting our stride here. So, uh, again, we appreciate it. Nobody's going to break our stride. They're going to slow us down. Oh, no. Uh-oh. We've got to. we got to keep oh, no. on moving. I believe it's oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, no. we got to keep on moving. Got to. <laughs> All right. If you've not been with us before in any of our previous 98 episodes, uh, we each bring a topic to the table. We talk 20-ish minutes on said topic, uh, more on the ish than the 20, and uh, we will exhaust said topic and move forward. So we are on the order on the screen in which we will present. Todd will have the first segment. Brady will have the middle topic. I will round things out with our game of the evening. So with that being said, Todd, floor is yours. All right, thank you for this nice floor you have given me. Indeed. You know, you would think after a four-week tournament <laughs> that the last thing that we would do would be to come right back with another tournament oomp upside the head. <laughs> but that's exactly why we're, we're doing it. We're all about the organic, never know what we're going to talk about. And with that being said, I have... A, another bracket and this one is most disrespectful moves <laughs> most disrespectful moves so I think once I announce the first matchup you'll know exactly what what this is about <laughs> and these these are seated by the way Eric I know it bothered you that the uh, fast food tournament wasn't seated these yeah, are seated yeah, uh, yeah that unseated thing just really got in my crawl it was just random all right well Number one seed versus number 16 seed. Number one seed spitting on someone Ooh. versus number 16 seed mushing someone's face. <laughs> so explain mushing. Like, yes. like, like you just, just shut up. Like you just mush their face. Just so you like, you, you like push palm it. Like you palm it and you push not enough to hurt. You're not trying to maim. You're not you're doing a to, Baron von Raschke. No, you're just you're just like you're dismissing. It's a it's a it's a, a hands-on brush off. <laughs> uh, oh my! Well, the smushing would be very 
disrespectful. And depending on who is smushing, like, um, it, it, I'm not condoning a smushing whatsoever, but there's nothing worse. Not only is it disrespectful, but it is grotesque to have sputum flung your way when somebody spits on you. That's yeah. terrible. And keep in mind, it is purpose, purposefully spit. It's not, you know, it's not somebody accidentally spits on you while they're talking or something. It's like someone hawking a loogie and... Well, I don't, I don't know that there's, I don't know that there's honker involved. Okay, so what, <laughs> let's ask that question. Spittle or mucus? No, I, no well, mucus, but no, just... No, 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 I'm asking a question, though, if, if you want to break I'm answering thing. it. Well, now, wait a minute. I don't think you understand what I'm saying here. If you want to break this thing down, spitting on someone can carry a a numerous a number of types of, of spit. So <laughs> would, would mucus filled spit be worse than just spittle? Well, yeah, yeah. Yes. But okay, what I'm so... saying is, as the tournament master here, I'm saying it's just spitting, like. Spit on somebody's face. It's not like it's it's that kind of spit. It's a I I spit oh, on you. I. So you're the tournament master. That's right. That's right. All right. All right. It doesn't say it doesn't say with mucus. If it said with mucus, then we would. Plus, I actually think it, my vote would be the spitting, no matter if it has mucus or not. Sans right, so mucus or mucus full. Then another question is: Is spit in this case a verb or a noun? It is uh, both. It says spitting on someone, so that would be a verb. Okay, so then it could be mucus filled, or it may not be mucus filled. Somebody give me if if you want to die on that hill, you go right ahead, sir. All right. My vote is go ahead. Good. Anything, and I know what your feelings on soccer are, but I've I've been around soccer a long time in my life. Anything that is written into the soccer rule book. As something that can get you ejected from a game, in I mean, specifically spitting on someone, and spitting on someone is considered, of course, I guess mushing a face could be considered assault too. But spitting on someone, I believe, could get you cited every time for assault. Whereas mushing someone's face may or may not. So, and I'm sure this is a, a simple like. In the heat of a moment, you know, that kind of thing. But mind you, if somebody says, hey, I have COVID and I'm spitting on you on purpose, it becomes assault with a potentially deadly weapon. So not only is it disrespectful, but it could be a flat out felonious assault. Correct. Yeah. I, I'm assuming, I don't know, this could have been made before COVID, pre-COVID. But I think it, again, it's it's most disrespectful moves. So I think it's just a matter of you get into a, an argument with someone and you just spit in their face. That, that's what I take it as. But not even like, three. not even a you're on top of the bridge and there's like a a, a a kayaker going by and you try to time your spittle to land on them. I'm not talking about that. This is a <laughs> this is a spit right in your face. I would like to know. We were always told, and they they tell you at Kings Island. That if you spat off the Eiffel Tower with a 9.8 meters per second acceleration of gravity, that that sputum 
can knock somebody out and concuss them. I want to know if that's true. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think it was just something to dissuade you from <laughs> spitting off people. the tower. Yeah. All right. So, so what's our vote? My vote is spit. Spit. I I will vote spit. However, <laughs> Todd's making a face. He's getting way too analytical for him. I think I'm just no. I'm, not, too I'm much trying to it. read the next one. It's in it's in smaller letters. <laughs> so spitting in someone's face pretty much means I could punch you. That is the equivalent of a punch in my mind. Yeah, it, mush mushing someone's face to me says you're not even worth my effort to punch. I dismiss you. I just yeah. go away. Be gone. Yeah. One of them, I will, I will agree. I think one of them is one of them is dismissive, and one of them is combative. Combative. The spittle is combative, and the and the mushing is dismissive. And I also think. Uh, uh, spitting in somebody's face is a bit outdated. Like I don't, I don't think people actually do that anymore. Do they? Like, it would be the equivalent now of like what I always thought happened all the time. If you believe the cartoons, is when you slowly take off your glove and you slap somebody across the face with a glove. I think that's the way that spitting. Twice. Yeah. You got to do each cheek. Yeah. Then smack, smack, patooey. That's what I kind of think of it. But being spat upon. Um, I think as Americans, we don't spit as much as an insult as in other cultures. Yeah, I think that's cultural. There's a t-shirt, Brady. Americans, we don't spit. We don't take no spit. (laughs) So Johnny has a good point. Yeah, that's true. Depends on what this palm smells like. Very valid point. You could almost say the same for the spit, though. Are we talking like a mouthful of backy? Are we talking a, a backy spit? Where he has some Redmond in his... Uh... Redmond. <laughs> <laughs> do they even still sell that? I'm sure they do. Beach I mean... It's what my, it's what my grandpa... <laughs> my grandpa That's offensive, too. <laughs> I, I believe... And I, I just may not have a good sample size here. I believe that that particular habit is almost extinct. I don't see people with chawls of tobacco in their mouth anymore. And I always saw it when I was a kid. Do you now? Hang on a minute. Do you mean the 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 cheek tobacco? Because the uh, yeah, the, a bit, yeah, wad. maybe the so. Big the could. Well, because the dipping took. I mean, it pretty much kind of took over. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I and I come to think of it, I think when I saw it when I was young, it was always old men that had the big plug of chaw. Or they come in a brick, and like in cowboy movies and dramatic moments, they take up that brick and like a plug, man. It's a plug, not a brick. Plug. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. So, so we're so saying say spit. Spit. Uh, Maxwell also says spit. Okay. So we got twelve people in the room. Anybody else have a vote? Spitting or a mushing? Mushing face. I spit. I have spitten. We have sputten on them before. Spat. Spat. <laughs> Spat. Spatten. All right. Uh, Savannah, Savannah says spit. spit as well. All right. So number one seed prevails. All right. Eight nine matchup. Being on your phone while someone talks to you. Cutting in line. 
Oh. This is easy. Nobody really likes to have someone being now. When being on your phone, or do you mean like talking or just texting or like distracted? It, it, it doesn't say. I mean, I, I. It could be either. It could be either, honestly. But line cutting cuts me to the quick. Um, being at Disney World or Chichen Itza um, in Mexico, the Mayan ruins. Here we go. Here comes America again. As Americans, we are conditioned from early in life to wait in line. We are quite adept at waiting in the queue. Not so in other cultures. And I don't think they mean to be disrespectful, but the, the cutting and crowding in, us Americans like our personal space. So line cutting is an extension of that. Cutting line is like someone encroaching in your personal space. So even though phone talking... Where we live in a world of multitasking, it's a little bit disrespectful, especially if this if, if the if the discussion is serious. But line cutting, um, it, it I think Mr. Brewer, uh, if he is listening, he had a line cutting incident at Kings Island that uh, was unpleasant, and um, it, it's really disrespectful. And it's like you know what, the heck with all you guys, I'm going to do what I want. I exist outside of societal norms. That's well, and I will also add that very rarely is it a uni line cutter. It's usually multiple. It's usually somebody cutting in front of you, and then they let their three or four other friends or their whole damn family baby carriage and everything else in front of you. Now, I am patient about that. If you're at the Kings Island, like in, in the kitty ride area, and there is a like a, a dad and a 10-year-old waiting in line, and then mom and toddler have exited oh, yeah. the restroom and jump in. I'm totally cool with that. But yeah, no, teenagers going that. to their buddies, hey, everybody come jump in line in front of them. Oh, they're yeah. with me. Who yeah, cares? I'm not talking about someone was already in line. They they are the placeholder. If they have a family elsewhere, I, I have no problem with that. I'm talking about when they cut in line, and then next thing you know, they're having they're having people come in there with them. That's, that's BS. Yes. Bovine excrement. So I, I will give you a recent example from my life. Ooh. And this was line cutting, not uh, in the sense that we were just talking about, but the same idea. So we are headed to a Reds game on Monday night. And there's an accident somewhere between Batavia and the old 74 by the Speedway there on 32. Mm -hmm. traffic's backed up for 1.7 miles according to Waze and it's just creeping along so we get to a point where I look in my passenger side mirror and people start coming down the emergency lane and I'm not just saying you know 50 feet to the exit and getting off I'm, I'm talking half a mile <laughs> Down the oh, emergency look at this magical lane that just opened up. Here I come. And, and I'm not just talking about cars. There was a tanker truck that came down the emergency lane. And I was I was about combative. At the <laughs> you about spit. Yeah, I, I did. I would have spat on somebody had I <laughs> been given the opportunity. And I mean, and you all know, my road rage is 
well documented on the previous 98 episodes of this particular show. These are facts. And my in-laws were in the car, so I had to be somewhat <laughs> civil. Observed. And every time I would see someone in the mirror, I'd say, yep, there's another person whose time is more important than mine. As they go by on the emergency lane, I was livid and I was just not so in a could, good, I was not in a good state of mind. So you didn't keep it to yourself? You said it out loud? I did say it out loud. <laughs> not what I wanted to say out loud, but I, I guess I got enough out that I just didn't keep it to myself. So yes, I'm, I'm with Brady. To make a very long story short, line cutting is a no-no. Agreed. All right. Maxwell also says cutting. Next matchup. Okay, what happened to my... All right, we have number five seed responding to a long text with K. <laughs> versus 12 seed being ungrateful for a gift <laughs> it's a pretty easy one yeah uh, so what form does the ungratefulness take I wonder that's what I was getting yeah there's not much info there and I would say that most people are pretty good at uh, uh, feigning gratefulness I'm glad you used that word because that's the word that was kind of like, feigning. I like yeah. that word. Go ahead. I, most if I'm, wouldn't you agree that most people? I mean, it takes a pretty big asshole to like get him a gift and like, oh yeah, great. That's just what I wanted. Thanks. Um, <laughs> like, may I demonstrate? So here's this juice box you've just given me. Thanks, Todd. That's awesome. Or yeah, yeah, where it's tossed asunder hey. with it. Parenting tip. We rarely give parenting tips, but if if you're raising your kids to be ungrateful for gifts, you're doing it wrong. You got to at least teach them to pretend to be grateful for gifts. Yes. And you might say that's teaching the lie. Well, there's nothing wrong with a little white lie every once in a while in that in that situation. There's nothing wrong with not hurting someone's feelings. Yes. Yes. So I am going with the responding to a long text with K. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I could put a three-paragraph story about how um, I had to go to the emergency room and I had to receive a new kidney. Okay. Okay. That's not cool. Not cool. So, uh, yes. Responding with K. <laughs> K. Okay. Eric, I'm going to put you in the spot. Why did that hit your tuck? That why did that tickle your funny bone like it did mine? I can't put a finger on it, I, but I, it just I does. I, I guess it's just uh, things you've experienced. I I haven't really experienced too much of people being ungrateful for gifts, but I think we've all experienced the K thing. So right, says, was, K. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty played. pretty lopsided there. So yeah, moving on the four. Versus the 13. Four, throwing a drink in someone's face. <laughs> or 13, not taking your turn of buying rounds at the bar. Uh, 
Okay, so I'm I'm not up on my round buying etiquette because I don't really drink alcohol. So I I think if I could come off as being rude or dismissive or what's the title of our tournament? What is it? Disrespectful? Whatever it is. So my uh, my rules as to buying rounds are I'm not I'm not versed in that. I will say. Throwing a drink in someone's face seems to me to be an almost exclusively female activity. And once again, something I've only seen on TV, like with the glove slapping. I've never seen that go down live. Oh, I've seen that go down. I've seen. Oh, you have? Bars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you might be wondering if it was me that it happened to. No, it wasn't me. I've seen it happen at... <laughs> I mean, my a lot first, of time in bars. My first thought, yeah, I mean, of all the years that I did that, I don't think I ever saw it. My first thing is, if you've dropped nine dollars on an expensive adult beverage, it's not going to be flung in somebody's face. Yes, but that's that's where you're. You got to tie into what Eric said. If someone bought you that drink, what better way to get back at them than to throw the drink in their face? That's true. It's 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 killing two birds with one stone. It's it's insulting them by messing their shirt and their face. But also, here's here's what I think of the expensive drink you bought me. That's true. Okay, so let's let's put two things together here. Why why does the female never just take us chug the drink into her mouth and spit the drink onto the other person? That would be the ultimate dismissal. That would be. And then you would be spitting on someone, throwing your drink on them, and saying, this is what I think of your money. Indeed. Um, usually in movies and TV, when a girl flings a drink in a guy, well, it's mostly guys. It's usually because they are being a masher or getting fresh, and they are un they're not welcoming that freshness. So, um, but I have seen a couple like where the girl flings a, a drink in another girl's face. Yes. Because that musses the makeup too. Correct. So I will almost say it is almost more disrespectful for a girl to fling a drink in a girl's face. I, I, would, I would say, contrary to what the movies say, I would say there's probably girls throwing drinks in other girls' face more than there's girls throwing drinks in guys' face. And I would also say that the, the reason for the drink being thrown in the guy's face is probably more of a lover spat as opposed to a, this guy hit on me and I'm going to throw my drink at him. I, I would agree with that. It's more, you didn't give me the answer that I wanted, so therefore I'm going to throw my drink in your face. It's See, not- I think of the Three's Company thing, where Larry got a little bit frisky at the Regal Beagle, and says something, and the girl tossed the drink in his face. Yeah, that does happen. Like I said, I think I think that happens a lot in in, in movies, mm-hmm. TV. Um, but I, I am going to take a second, if I can, and explain the 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 round buying area because you're right. If and especially if you're, but I do know that you are an intelligent enough person to where if if you're sitting at a booth and there are three of your buddies with you, and and they're drinking and you're drinking tea or whatever and your tea costs money (laughs) and 
I say, okay, guys, I'll get the first round. What are you drinking? Okay, Bud Light, you're drinking a Miller Light, you're drinking a Heineken. Eric, what are you drinking? Sweet tea. I got the first round. And then the next guy says, all right, you guys ready for another one? I'll get, okay, Eric, you're still drinking tea. And it goes on, and then you're the fourth one. But I think at tea, that point, my, my the refills of my tea don't cost money. You, you, this is hypothetical here. My, my point is, <laughs> my point is, you would know, breakers? you would know it is what I'm saying. You, you so so the, what I'm getting at is this: if people don't take their turn, they know exactly what they're doing, and it's a choice. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Like and and so uh, my my final point about that is there are times where it just doesn't get around everybody, depending mm-hmm. depending on how many, but. It's also, I think, it, it's more disrespectful if it's habitual. You know what I mean? If it's one night, you know, Larry might be struggling or something. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> Bad maybe night he got, Regal Beagle. Well, maybe he got a, a flat t- or a, a ticket or something. Who knows? But And everybody can forgive that. But if it's like every time you go out, Larry's partaking in the rounds being bought for him, but then never buys it. I think right. that's what this is getting at. Right. So, so let me ask a question, then, and I think this is why I'm not versed on the round buying. So you, I'm, I'm generally not an alcohol drinker, if people in the audience didn't know that. I, I generally don't, just because I don't have a taste for it. It's not that I have anything against it. But uh, So I'm drinking tea, which my refills are free. The other three people in the booth are drinking alcohol, which they have to pay for every one. So should I be in the round buying if i'm not buying more than one drink for myself or no one's no one else is paying for a drink for me or should you three just be in the round and i'm off on my own my rule is if someone's not drinking alcohol they get a pass to not be in the round but like if everybody is buying a round for like let's say it's todd's birthday and it's like hey everybody's buying him a round that's, yeah, that's regardless of what you're drinking exactly. and it gets yeah, to you yeah. that's yeah. anal rape yeah, yeah well i mean yeah i mean that's that's, that's self-explanatory but yeah, yeah. and right, i so. might add also that it's it, in the long run it doesn't it let's just say there are four of you and you all take a turn buying around it's kind of dumb because you all just could have bought yourself four drinks <laughs> Um, so I, it is, it, it does seem to make more sense when it's, Hey buddy, I'll buy you, I'll buy you a drink, you know, for your birthday or for your promotion at work. That seems to be a more meaningful round than, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, my cousin, my cousin and I, we grew up, you know, we, when we got old enough to go buy like, uh, gifts on our own, like every year I would buy him a CD, he would buy me a CD. And then it got to the point where we would literally go to the store together or walk out of the store and hand each other the CD we just bought. <laughs> so it was about the... It was more about, the, I guess, the tradition than, yeah, than, than right. the common sense of it, the ritual. But yeah. on this one, I'm going to vote throwing a drink in someone's face. Yeah, I think in practice that would be the thing. Although I'm, I'm yeah. not Brady, I've never actually seen it in person. Yeah, I um, I'm going to go with the drink throwing. All right, so, so, so Miss Wilson. Uh, by the way, Miss Wilson asked by uh, welcome. As the girl trying to cool you down with the drink, I, I don't think that's generally the the uh, purpose of all that. Well, I think in the scenario Brady gave, where like the guy's hitting on her, getting a little too, uh, you know, cool, so, cool you down. Yeah, you need to cool down, sir. All right. All right so we have on that uh, on that side, we have the number one, the number nine, the number five, and the number four seed. Let's move over to the number three seed. Open hand slap. 
<laughs> Will Smith style. <laughs> Versus 14, eating someone else's labeled food at work. Oh. 14 seems like a little a low seed for that. I, I agree. I agree. I have seen this happen in a school, not my current place of employment, but one that I used to work at. There was a substitute that would not only open up a fridge and take people's soda stash, like just help themselves, but they would also open up the teacher's drawer and tap into the snack stash. <laughs> I came back and half of my Reese's cups were gone. <laughs> so that's pretty disrespectful. The guy Both are sub- not good. The guy was subbing for you and making a pittance and keeping your classroom running for the day. And you're sitting here complaining that he took a few Reese cups. Shame. I, I, no, 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 back that thing up because it is not a couple. I would have cared. I wouldn't have noticed. But literally, half of Mr. Peanut's progeny was eaten from my drawer. It, it, it was it was a consuming of probably two thirds of a bag of fun sized Reese's cups. Not it was excessive. Fun sized. That's right. And also, you should have switched over to sugar free gummy bears. Ooh. Oh, that the guilty it. party. Oh. <laughs> that would be outstanding. That would be outstanding, and just follow the person around for the rest of the day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow a quote from that episode. And as soon as they got settled in misery, do a Kool-Aid man and bust through the door. Oh yeah. <laughs> and point at them and say that's what you get. All right. So with that being said, I, I, I'm gonna have to go with an open hand slap on this. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the current events. It, it it's brought it to the forefront. Um, that that would definitely be the most disrespectful of the those two. Agreed. All right, moving right along. Number six seed, giving a noogie swirly or wedgie. <laughs> any of no, those things? All of the any of those any any of the any of those yeah. Or eleven seed, leaving trash in your friend's car. Do I know the person wedging me or noogieing me? Wedging. <laughs> um. Does it matter? Yeah, because if we were engaged in shenanigans and tomfoolery, and one of you guys wedged me, I'd be like, "You jerk!" and laugh it off. Now, I'll get you. I'll get you. But if I'm um playing a three-on-three pickup game. And I go, to, I go to box out, and somebody gives me a testicular lift, <laughs> and I don't know them. It, it's kind of different. I just realized how absolutely humorous it would be as a forty-five-year-old man to give a fifty-year-old man 
a wedgie just out of the blue. You just don't see that kind of horseplay at our age, do you? I mean, you just you do not. Or the purple nurple, yeah. or the or the noogie. So noogie swirlies or wedgies don't happen after the age of no, because then it becomes a salt. I and and there's another thing too. First of all, a noogie and a wedgie are far less egregious than a swirly. I mean, shoving someone's head in a toilet, something else I've never seen in the wild. I've just heard stories. Yeah. But, You've only heard about it in captivity. Right. I mean, uh, putting those three things together. All right. So another thing about that is, is a swirly, the reason why you don't see that in the wild is it's pretty unrealistic. Yeah. I, I'm not a large man. But I like to think that I could fight off most people of trying to put my head in the toilet unless they just knock me unconscious. Now, they may get me to the toilet, and they, there may, my foot may go in there or something, but that's all that's going to go in there. If my foot goes in there, my head's not going in there, too. Correct. Now, that's not a challenge for anyone listening. I'm just saying I'm pretty confident. <laughs> that. But, but mo- I mean, if they wanted to give you a noogie, most people probably could, could do it. I mean, like, there's a height thing there. I would have to... Get on a chair to give you a noogie, Eric. Right. Um, and, and, and a wedgie is kind of hard, too. But, again, as long as you can get a hold of the elastic in the underwear, you can give a wedgie. You don't have to be, like, overpowering or anything like that to give the wedgie. But but to put someone's head physically down in the, the toilet tunnel, you got to be – there has to be a sizable size and strength difference, like a, a – in the old days, when it's depicted, it, it was usually like a seventh or eighth grader picking on like a fourth grader. Yeah. It's something of a side, and there's usually like a five against one. Yeah, where I was say it would at least it would at least take two men to get that done. I don't think it, it yeah. would be a one one on one. Well, and even so, they would have to get you up to where your feet were above your head. Well, I think they'd have to barrel carry. I think it'd have to be a, it would not be a, a push the head down. I think someone would have to take your legs and someone would have to take your front. That's what I mean. You'd have to straighten out. You'd have to be. Fully, there had to be a tipping. You would have to be straight. Yeah, straight. And then they would have to tip you over and dunk your head in it with your feet straight in the air. Correct. And uh, nowadays with these automated remote control flushers, I mean, somebody could get decapitated in one of those things. They've got some power. On that flush. Well, so, not only uh, that, but it would keep flushing before you even got the head in there. Be like waterboarding. So now I have to tell the story. I, I, I don't know Ooh. if I've told this story on this show. Maybe I have. <laughs> so sitting in study hall one day as a freshman <laughs> in high school. And I turn around because we were sitting at cafeteria tables. And I turn around and there's... A guy I know, he had his head down on the table. And there is the waistband of his underwear in all its glory. So I I turn around in my chair. I grab a hold of his waistband. And I, and I, and I jump up out of the chair. And his waistband tore. And it, and it was left halfway up his back and I never got in trouble. That's when you take it and wrap it above their ears, wrap it over their... <laughs> no, the waistband tore from from the rest of the underwears 
the waistband was up half up his back and the rest of his underwears were like down. Okay. Wears. Unders wear. I cannot imagine a Donnybrook not erupting. I I cannot imagine. You'll have to tell me off air who it is, but I cannot imagine you not getting roundhoused. Well, I, well, I again, I he, he, I mean, he was not happy about that, but I mean, it does it, it didn't. Uh, I did nothing came of it. Let's just put it that way. I mean, it. He was angry. And then it kind of went away. So they should have added, so it's giving a noogie, swirly, wedgie, or buit. You should have. <laughs> now, now we have to explain buit. B-W-E-E-T. Buit. <laughs> Shall I? Go ahead. Eastern High School, mid to late 80s, our circle of friends is you would take your car keys and you would hurl them at one's genitalia, but it would be wrong if you just threw it at them. But you had to declare your intentions by right after it left your hand, say, Pweet! Eric is on the um, the I noticed the comment by Treva talking about uh, Becky Barker. Is there any guidance to, for YouTube? Like, if you go to YouTube, how do you know what the the current like? Uh, I mean, if you go to our YouTube channel, it should show us as being live right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> Howard, <laughs> is is there any mention of the twin splitter? <laughs> I think that would be a very difficult maneuver. Because if you slip, if your hand slipped, you're basically going to uppercut somebody in the chin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you don't think that they would escape to the left or the right before being split? Last second jump out of the road? It's going to take it right down the middle. You don't think they would jump in the ditch? <laughs> nope. Just like East and West Berlin. There's a wall there now. Same family, but separated forever. <laughs> oh, we really went off a uh, tangent. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, what was the other thing? The the wedgie or the whatever? What was the other thing? Leave no, you. in someone's car? No. And oh, yeah, leave it. The, yeah, I mean, there's no question there. I mean, it's the wedgie and the, the wedgie yeah. family there. It's, yeah. Because 99% of the time when refuse gets left behind in somebody's car, it's accidental. It's usually late at night after a long trip, and you just don't remember. Right. Now, if it's a big old, you know, half-drink Sunday milkshake that, you know, that's usually in your mind. But if there is like a one burger wrapper that you've crunched up and got distracted, nobody really pays no never mind to that. No. But like, yeah. 
So Howard has seen it happen. It was devastating to the poor boy. I imagine. Oh. I, I, I would think that would have to be a perfect storm sort of situation. I mean, the the waistband usually doesn't make its way up to be visible on that side. It's usually the other side. Yeah, I can't even think of a scenario, really. Howard has seen it. He's been witness. So are we, uh, are we going with Noogie? Oh yeah, swirly wedgie. Oh or yeah, bleat. Yeah, bleat. <laughs> <laughs> no right. question. Number seven matchup versus number ten. Number seven stepping on new shoes hmm. versus number ten blowing smoke in someone's face. Oh. <laughs> what oh. about stepping on someone's shoes while blowing smoke in their face? Oh, yeah. It's the ultimate. Yeah. I again, can't... I think intent. If it's if it's smoke blown, to you know, to provoke, to provoke, yeah, like yeah. like once again in Tom and Jerry, like the, <laughs> you know, to like make them choke and gag, that's pretty. That's a pretty old school diss. Correct. Um, I don't know. I mean. But kids are funny about their shoes. I have boys in my class that bring, they will they will take off their favorite designer kicks, and when it's time to go outside to recess, they'll put on older ones. They they are shoe files, and I, I don't like it, especially that first flaw. Now once they once once it happens, and once they get a couple marks on them and stuff, you tend to let let up a little bit but that first it's kind of like a new car the first little scratch or ding or anything like that it just kills you but then after that you're like ah or a baked potato it's got a few yeah <laughs> baked potato <laughs> so are we saying blowing smoke oh yeah eric yeah i think so and, and and guys you know what i'm talking about too you see the cartoons everything they take that big dog dragon they And they made carp face like, <laughs> and it, it adds to the disrespect. Correct. All right, uh, I'm going to be honest. This last matchup of this bracket here takes a turn for the uh, little more. Uh, I don't know how you say it. A little, a little more serious here. A little uh, more serious tone. Number two seed. Sleeping with a friend's significant other. <laughs> oh, that's a two seed? Yeah, yeah. Well, the one seed was spitting on someone. That <laughs> looks like that would have been reversed. Uh, yeah. Uh, versus 15 seed, beaning someone in the head. <laughs> with what? It shows baseball on the on the picture, but I, I can't, I mean, again, is is what's the intent and the purpose? Well, if I'm on the diamond and I uncork a hundred mile an hour heater towards somebody's head on purpose, that 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 goes beyond disrespect. Well, that could hurt in 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 in, in careers and end life. Live, uh, yeah. yeah. But if I'm in a crowded room and so, or if I'm in a theater and somebody won't shut up, and I take a milk dud and I hurl at somebody to get them to shut up. Nobody's hurt, but boy, they get the intent that they are getting dissed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I got thrown out of a Georgetown Pizza Hut as a as a teen. <laughs> what? For hitting, for hitting someone with a cherry tomato off the salad bar. Were you angry at them? Yes. I was trying oh. to hit them with a cherry tomato. Well, was there a fence? I did hit them with a the cherry. We just didn't get along. Uh, and it's the only thing I could think of at the time was to throw a cherry tomato and hit him. <laughs> I mean, it's a cherry school. tomato. You're not going to hurt anybody with a cherry tomato. Same no. Four different schools. <laughs> so uh, this is a tough one in, in that in that one, again, like you said, one could literally end your life. Actually, both of them get in your life. Well, I mean, the, well, the, one would be a little slower than the other one, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, does like when the, somebody finds out about it, it's usually, you know, I, people get, you know. Well, with with the one, as far as the uh, sleeping with the significant other, where would the disrespect be coming from? There, one party or both. What do you mean? Oh, are you I see what you're saying. That from, a conspiracy from the, of dissing. From the, sig, from the SIG other and the person who's with the SIG other. Right. So, um, I mean, yeah. you have double the disrespect with that because you're not only getting disrespected by your supposed buddy, you're getting disrespected by your significant other as well. Yeah. It takes two to tango. Agreed. agreed. Unless someone was under the influence, I guess. But even then... You know. I'm saying on, uh, it. there's not enough uh, with the 15 seed, and maybe that's why it's a 15 seed. It's kind of a weak explanation. It doesn't really say, you know, it doesn't say what you're beating them with. It doesn't say, you know, again, a cherry tomato versus a hockey puck or something like that. I mean, like one of them you're trying to, well, one of them you don't care about their life. And the other one you just don't care about. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like the spitting. I mean, that could range from mucus to regular spit to yeah. whatever. But but with that one, though, it was pretty clear in that it's just spitting on someone. This one, yeah. beating someone in the head. I, again, I don't know what you have. To, would you agree that to bean someone in the head, you're throwing something? You're not hitting them, right? You're beating right. them. You're, so something is leaving your hand and hitting them in the head. Yeah. yeah. Now, if this were talking dangerous or most life-threatening things moves instead of most dis- disrespectful moves. Absolutely. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the two seat of sleeping with their friends sniffing other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Well, we wasn't wanting to take this into another week because of the, the, the 100th episode. So do we postpone it until after the 100th episode or do we just fly through the next... Yeah, I I, th- I think we we can we can take it to 101. Okay. I'll make a note here to be continued episode 101. All right. Thank you, sir. Good topic. Excellent topic. All right. Reminder once again, you know, I have really gone away from our little plugs other than plugging our 100th live. Um, episode 100 live Sunday, June 5th, 5 to 8 p.m. Sons of Toil Brewing. Go to our Facebook page. There's an event there. Uh, again, if you have any intentions on coming, at least click interested. Uh, so we can get an idea of how many people we may be preparing for. 
and all the little uh, outside uh, things we'll have in addition to uh, our show going on uh, that need some preparation as far as numbers of people and such. Uh, but again, hope to see everyone there. And I, I think I need to go back uh, to comments. Uh, Becky, Becky is here. Uh, she found us on YouTube. I don't know why uh, Facebook uh, is having an issue with her right now. Don't get me started on Facebook at the moment. Uh, Treva wondering if she probably let her tater get her in trouble. I'm not going to go into that. that. That is not of my concern. <laughs> Mr. Heron, welcome. Mr. Heron. Oh, James. All right. Brady. You're up. You're up. You're okay. Up. So um, when we talk about organic and playing it by ear, um, we are truly going there because of my litany of technical issues um, leading up to this. I did not get to prepare the gentlemen to give them their courtesy heads up. So they're truly being thrown into the fire, but it is a pleasant fire and an amusing fire. So this comes from a... Brady, what happened? You got me. <laughs> Brady went sideways. He's right. It is amusing. <laughs> Very amusing. All right. Uh, looks to be frozen. Frozen. So remove him from the studio. And when he comes back. Um, so uh, we'll just do another little thing here. Uh, let's let's talk about the hundredth episode here for a moment, Todd. Like I said uh, at the outset, here we talked a little bit about what we were planning for the event, and we've been kind of sharing little snippets of things here and there as to what we're going to do. Um, you want to go into some of those things? Yeah, I mean, you know, keeping in mind that our podcast is TV fourteen. You know, it's not going to be, we didn't hire like Motley Crue to come and play and, uh, you know, bring a bunch of debauchery. So we're keeping it relatively respectful. Relatively. But, you know, you can kind of expect kind of the same thing that you that you see week to week other than it'll be live. Um, so, and as we talk lots, uh, you know, we, most every week we talk about how important it is that we get um, our friends and and listeners to to comment and to participate and i know we can't always get to all of you your comments and things like that eric does a a bang up job of of trying to get as many of your comments on there as possible but anyway so so the the live podcast will again the the success and the fun i think that everybody has will be based upon crowd uh, participation so in order to try to to get that we are uh kind of going to double up on some topics we're going to you know we're going to try to choose some games that the crowd can get involved with. We have some uh, some ways for the crowd to interact just for some good old-fashioned yelling out and fun and, um, you know, the opportunity for the crowd to ask some questions and, and um, you know, things like that. That's one of the things that you can expect is some crowd participation. Um, and I, I think one of our topics is in, when we were talking yesterday, I did just kind of was put out there as a retrospective quote unquote topic. Um, and that would be kind of giving some background on the show, maybe going back with your help, of course, uh, getting some input as to uh, maybe some questions you had as to how a show came together or 
maybe some uh, input of your own as to some of your favorite segments, and we could uh, kind of riff on that a little bit. So uh, maybe that's a little bit more uh, without boundaries, so to speak, as far as that topic goes. But uh, that, that's one of the things we're going to have there. And as Todd said, a couple games where people can get involved uh, from the audience and uh, some other topics that uh, will kind of lead and, of course, invite you to chime in as well. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, um, there will be, uh, an opportunity for you guys to buy our, uh, new t-shirts. Um, you know, we did a, we did a round of, of t-shirts, I don't know, about a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, a little different format. That was, uh, the, the, you know, the kind of setup where you guys went and ordered them yourselves from a website and it was the old logo, by the way. Um, so this will be the first time our new, newish logo has been printed on a shirt so you will have an opportunity to buy a play it by ear podcast shirt with the logo um that you see on our on our page and uh so we hope that you guys will will purchase a shirt and wear them frequently and i think it, even if we run out of shirts on june 5th we could take orders and yeah and make that happen but uh, yeah we didn't exactly know how many to buy and, and uh um Obviously, with the cost of things right now, it's uh, not something we want to, you know, we hope we eventually sell thousands, but if, uh, you know, we're going to start somewhere. And uh, also, there will be uh, confectionery there. And then, you know, something that actually has nothing to do with the podcast, but keep in mind, it is at Sons of Toil, and uh, they have uh, delicious uh, adult beverages. Um, And uh, that night, also, their kitchen is open, so they have uh, food food, quote unquote. Uh, there's no trucks there on Sunday. I think it's just uh, their kitchen. So uh, anything you might want will be there. So yeah, come hungry, come uh, thirsty, come whatever. And, and you know, Let's one come. of the things I might add is is while this definitely has a little more planning than a typical episode, there's still going to be a good bit of organic and see what happens type thing. I mean, we're not writing scripts. We're not, you know, we're just, we're taking a few notes and trying to plan, you know, because we have a time frame, obviously, and, and things like that. So um it's one of those things where you can kind of expect some, some conversations, some off the wall comments, and and hopefully that uh, you know, hopefully we we we've never been at a loss for words before, the three of us on this podcast. <laughs> no. So hopefully we don't, uh, you know, lose any words on tune. We will not let you down. Yeah. All right, Brady, you're back. So this is bizarre. I've never had this happen. My phone is literally plugged into a charger. And the battery died. I have truly been bitten by the gray goose this evening. Like, there is not one single thing outside of a chunk of the International Space Station coming through my roof. Is about the only thing that's left to happen. But as I was saying, um, this topic is the funniest words in the English language. Now these are not always common. We'll be the judge of that, sir. That's right. But it but it is a good list and it's pretty darn funny. It starts us off gently. So um I don't think it's ranked by uh like seated. It just gives a list of 40 words. This comes from bestlifeonline.com's 40 funniest words of the English language. And this first one is brouhaha. Brouhaha. 
It's one of those words kind of like banana where you just don't quite know when to end it. You know, why is it brouhaha? Uh, brouhaha? Not brouhaha. <laughs> yes. Brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> With the brew. Um, if you tweet something divisive that generates a lot of conversation, you've caused an uproar. You've caused a brouhaha. Is it, are you enunciating it correctly? A brouhaha? Or is it a yes. brouhaha? I think it's a brouhaha. I think it's a brouhaha. Yeah. Brady, you're outvoted. It is not, it is not a brouhaha. It is a brouhaha. <laughs> Could it be a brouhaha? Yes, it's exactly what it is. <laughs> or a, but it is not a brew brouhaha. Or a brouhaha. Or a brouhaha. Brouhaha. <laughs> um, a brouhaha. Uh, there you go. The next one is a pettifogger. Okay. A pettifogger. You've seen them in movies and on local commercials. Lawyers who are willing to do anything to score a client or get a win. In other words, they are a pettifogger. The prosecution's pettifogger called some pretty shady witnesses. So a pettifogger is an unscrupulous lawyer. I've never heard that one. No. I was going to say, I consider myself to be up on the legal realm. I've never heard that word. It sounds like an, an object of some sort. Yeah, yeah that's what I would you might think. have in your, in your glove box. It keeps your petticoat steam-free. It's your pettifogger. Yeah. 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 Does, does anyone keep gloves in their glove box? Never. Does anybody what? Keep gloves in their glove box. I haven't. No, and also, furthermore, I don't call it a glove box. It's a glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, it's not I a, box. I, uh, a box suggests something I can remove. I can't. It is a compartment in the dash. I think the only way I would keep gloves in the glove compartment or box or whatever you want to call it is if I were keeping my gloves in there to slap someone across the face. <laughs> not to be confused with your console. When when you think about it. You're right. The console's in the middle, right? It's betwixt yeah. your seats. But and when you think about it, console doesn't have a door. When you think about it, well, yeah, it does. It has a lid. What's, what do you call the middle part between your seats that has a lid? I'm thinking. Uh, I see what you're saying, though. It's, a, console, yeah. a console can be, yeah, I think it could be. But why is it called a glove compartment when it should be called a dash compartment? Because it is a compartment in the dash. Valid point. A glove compartment sounds like something that would be on a pair of gloves. That's it's, true. It's, Maybe it's to put very, your lunch money in. Very very <laughs> constrictive of that space, calling it a glove compartment. So if you yeah. look in, in the in the owner's manual of the car, what does the owner's manual of the car call it? I don't know. So was Someone it that way that because people used to wear glove driving gloves? Could be. So they keep their driving and gloves in the driving cab compartment. Why does someone need driving gloves? Why did someone ever need driving gloves? I think is in the days of convertibles in the olden times, where if they would get hot or a little bit misty, it kept their hands firmly in grip on the wheel. Well, that's true. If, Steering wheels used to be made out of hard plastic and yeah. say slippery. Okay, I, yeah, that makes sense. Sorry, okay. I got off on a tangent. No, no, that's a perfectly good question. Not that we're trying to Molly coddle you. Have a lot of siblings? 
Your parents probably mollycoddle the baby. Mollycoddle is to take it easy on, to be lax with. So it's just coddle. It's been shortened to coddle over the years, right? Like, where'd the molly come from? Uh, that, that That's probably, there is um, supreme and ultimate supreme. There is coddle, and then there's molly coddle. Uh, yeah. They've got a case I, of the molly gas. It's really bad. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. How about Skrull? S-K-I-R-L to Skrull. Which is? You ever eat any Skrull? <laughs> it is to play the bagpipes. Really? So if you got your bagpipes and you walk to the street, you're skirling. Hmm. It's the verb for bagpippery. <laughs> I cannot wait at the next show to, to, to yell, skirl those bagpipes. Skirl it, man. <laughs> skirl it. those pipes. Skin that smoke wagon. <laughs> see what happens. While you're at it, smoke sk- wagon, go to work. <laughs> you about made a mistake there, didn't you, man? Well, I, if you remember the one episode I did, I said smoke that skin wagon. That's, that's a, <laughs> it's, a, it's a different movie. Uh, skin that smoke wagon and then skirl those bagpipes. That is not a TV 14 movie. Yes. Yes. Well, if you said that too much. <laughs> Skirling the bagpipes sounds like somebody who can't play them. Like it's like it's like it's unpleasant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's like give it to an expert. You're skirling out there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we we got uh, comments here. Oh, uh, Becky says she keeps screwdrivers and wrenches in her purse. Does that count? I don't, I don't know what you call that. <laughs> I don't so, know. Are you just a handy person and just need your tools, tools? at the at the ready? Uh, Becky, says, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Brady. Oh no, go ahead. I'll wait for Jim. Uh, before the days of heaters in the car, you had to have gloves in the glove box to keep your hands warm. Makes sense. True. It does make sense. True, true. Um, so if Becky whips out one of those screwdrivers and tries to shiv somebody, she could end up in the Hooskow. H O O S E G O W Hooskow, which is jail. Maybe she's just a girl after a squirrel. <laughs> So, what what is the origin of that word? Does your little thing it says a wild night out could land you in the hooskow for breaking the law? It's just a funny word for jail. It doesn't say, but it does say the funniest English language words. So it's probably Scottish English, you know. Right. So it's not ethnic, you know. It, it comes from the old country, like um. Bum fuzzle. I thought you were going to say something completely different. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something that precedes the word Egypt. (laughs) Cairo? (laughs) The chiropractor? Why why is that? Why why do those two words get married? Married. Married. Bum blank Egypt. I'm in bum blank Egypt. I don't know. Are there more remote places on earth than Egypt? Pitcairn Island is. 
Yeah, so should it be but, some blank pick Karen Island or something? I'm very retrospective tonight. I'm just yes. analyzing everything. Go it's ahead. what we do. Um, but I was bum-fuzzled earlier when nothing was working. It is to get confused and frustrated and flustered to the point where you might describe yourself as perplexed, but if those words don't quite capture it, the movie was bum-fuzzling me. I had no idea what was going on. I have three words. Bewitched, befuddled, and bewildered. There you go. Bum-fuzzled also kind of sounds like something that you would use to warm up your butt when it's cold, like on a, on a cold day. Like, don't forget the hand warmers and the bum fuzzles. <laughs> you put them in the glove box. <laughs> uh, but um, on those cold days, you might grab some winkle pickers. Hmm. Which now, I had heard this, but I couldn't remember fall what back it was. In it too. <laughs> crap it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Where did that come from? <laughs> Haven't we talked about this before in the podcast? We, we were talking about like. That was a deja vu do, moment. So, so do you. I think the question that begged to be answered was do you do, you do it and then slip <laughs> and fall backwards into it? Do you fall into it and then get up and fall into it again, like back into it? Like, like when your dog goes in the yard and then they get distracted and they accidentally step their back paw into it, they, they, but they didn't really slip and fall back into it. They just step back into it. So I kind of think of somebody actually losing their balance and falling into it. Or so, are they just falling once into or the twice? can? So, so, Todd, your ultimate question is, are there one fall or two falls involved yes. here? Yes. Yeah. So the term is you can bleep and fall back into it, fall back in it. So I, I think the mechanics of this would be someone would have to be squatting and laying waste on the ground. And <laughs> may, may, maybe it's falling out of a squat laying waste and into <laughs> literally into the excrement yeah that's the way i always took it I, was it brady that thought i think this is fully, one of those deals are you fully upright and fall I, back into it i think this is one of those deals though where eric and you and i for years thought it was one thing and brady thought it was something i think brady's the one that thought it meant you fall into it twice like you fall into it and then you fall back into it like you try to get up from it after falling into it <laughs> And fall back into it. That conversation that the, brings a bell. If that were the case, you would say you can bleep and fall into it again. Correct. Not back into it. Yes. That seems way too descriptive. But uh, by way of winkle picker, a winkle picker sounds like it might refer to someone who picks winkles. But in fact, it is a pointy-toed shoe or boot. Ah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't know that, but it makes sense. I, I I've seen those kind of boots before. Yeah. So are like are they like Iron Sheik boots? <laughs> but those curl up. Oh yeah, and he always had a loaded. 
he would knock his curly toe on the ground two or three times to load the boot, and then he would yeah. kick somebody, and knock him out. It was a foreign object stowed in his boot. I uh, I had an uncle who uh, we always liked his boots, and he wore the pointiest boots ever. We always said he could kill cockroaches in a corner with those boots. On. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man, I don't know what it is about this subject tonight, but going back to scurling. You can scurl on your doodle sack. Um, get arrested. Yes. <laughs> Scottish musicians are well known for their skill with the bagpipes, but they're not as famous for their talents with the doodle sack, which is a fun. It's just another word for bagpipes, the doodle sack. So, Makes sense. Yeah. Except doodle sack would almost seem like, like you're drawing on it. Like you're... You're marking or, it up. Or think about like jazz musicians or shredders that they call them noodling on the guitar. Noodle sack. Now, noodle, noodle sack, sack would yeah. make sense. Are you saying yeah. noodle or doodle? Doodle, as in okay. golden. Okay. So noodle sack would would make sense there. I think doodle it would. Sack, yeah, doodle sack, it's like a, and, a painful place for a tattoo. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so if you're very particular and orderly and you like things to be perfectly balanced and symmetrical, you like things all eeksy peeksy. Eeksy peeksy peeksy. Yes. Never heard so, that. So I've not heard that one. <laughs> no. All right. So are, are a lot of these like our game we play with the word teasers? Are these not... Americanized English words are these British, I think Scottish. I, I, I think, um, <laughs> I think they're older English, and I have heard them and seen them on TV, but you know, they just they still made up, but actually, they're just old. We no longer use them, such as okay, now this one I've never heard. I got to make sure that I'm pronouncing it right. Nudiasterian. Nudiasterian. Spell it. N-U-D-I-U-S-T-E-R-T-I-A-N. Nudiastertian. No, no. Nudiastertian. Nudiastertian, I'm assuming. Is that a part of the ear? You would think so. But this is a totally new one. You would think that it had something to do with a body part or it being clothing challenged, but it actually refers to the day before yesterday. So I had student tomorrow. I can say that I went to work on that nudiestertion morning and it's the day before yesterday. Hmm. I challenge you all to work that into your vocabulary. Just like the word penultimate sounds really like uh, regal. Yes. It just, it just means the next to last. Yeah. How many people misuse that word? I just got the most penultimate vacation plan and they misuse it thinking it means better than ultimate. It's penultimate. Right. It sucks. Yeah. It almost sucks the worst. Though I, I don't hear too many people using it. 
No, but I think when people, a lot of times they use it, they use it incorrectly. Incorrectly, yeah. Now, this one is going to cause some blushing and some guffawing. And I'm going to offer this disclaimer that when you hear it, it's not where you think it's going. Titty nope. Nope or noke? Nope. Nope. Is it a snake is a nope rope? A titty nope. Titty nope. And it simply means that it's a small amount of something left over. Like there's a titty nope of sugar left in the bowl. Or there are titty nopes of french fries on my plate. So it's a scooch. Scooch. Yes. Scooch. Yeah, a I, dash. I, now that one, I definitely think that people ought to start using. Titty like nope. order your coffee with just a titty nope of cream. Indeed. Indeed. I, I, think, I think we should adopt that word. Yes. And it's yes. always on the plate by your podcast. Um, now, I don't want you to snicker if you see a snicker snee. Snickersnee? Snickersnee? You need to run if if you see a snickersnee. It's a funny yeah. word, but it's a large knife. Ah. Hmm. That's a snickersnee. Sn- so it's a large knife. That's not a snickersnee. <laughs> That's a snickersnee. Yes. All right. Um... Fantasheeny. Two words hyphenated. You go into somebody's house and you see their furniture is very fantasheeny. Is that like fancy? Yes. Very fancy or ostentatious. Hmm. It's fantasheeny. Nice. Um, I want to adopt some of these words. Yeah, uh, actually, Fantasheeny, that can be very dismissive. Oh, that puns, he's so Fantasheeny. <laughs> As you smush their face. You smush their face <laughs> and take the smoke and go. <laughs> um, if they do that, they definitely uh, don't have a titty nope of respect for you. <laughs> right. Yes, and somebody that is Fantasheeny can be known to have their stories be teradiddle. Teradiddle, which means um, pretentious nonsense. I want my vegan, free-range, wheatgrass smoothie. They are teradiddle. (laughs) You have nothing and you don't like it. Yes. Um, so what was the, hang on a minute? What was the game? The, I'm thinking a puddiddle. I'm thinking a puddiddle. Puddiddle. Puddiddle, not teradiddle. Single headlight game. Right? Yes. Yes. Puddiddle. Now this one, we are going to be skewn because we are fans of George Carlin. But this word is going to be new to a lot of people. Borborigmi. Borborigmi. <laughs> <laughs> it is when your stomach is growling loudly and audibly. I bet you could hear my borborigmi from across the room. 
This sounds like it was named after the sound your stomach makes. And that's I think that that's what George Carlin was saying. <laughs> was that George Carlin or was that another? No, that was Carlin. That was sure? Def. Oh man. Um let's see. Wow. Miss Wilson, if she's out there, and we've actually talked about this in a previous episode because I can never remember what a diphthong is. <laughs> diphthong. Something you don't want to order at the dairy bar. Yes. <laughs> Especially in Ripley. You will be 99% nonplussed. Tastes like ashes? Yes. Um, right but, after everybody stares at you for awkwardly for 10 in. minutes when you walk in the door? Okay. We got to give a little context to this. There is an establishment in Ripley. Uh, it was called the Dairy Yum Yum. And whenever you walked in, it was like those moments in a Western movie when the stranger walks in and everybody is with their facial expression saying, what are you doing here, stranger? How dare you interrupt me eating my hot shot? Yes. Hot shot. <laughs> my open face roast beast. <laughs> yes. But um, a diphthong is uh, when you combine two vowel sounds together in one word to create something different. Like the sound O-Y and boy or toy is a diphthong. Yeah, yeah. And O-U and loud is a diphthong. Diphthong. That, that knowledge, unless I'm playing trivia, is of no use to me and was never any use to me. I don't care if I learned it in third grade, which I probably, it was probably taught to me then. No use. What do you use that for? <laughs> oh, no. Hey, there's a diphthong. No. Yeah. Good for you. And, Good and catch. Miss, and Miss Wilson may argue with me on this, but I don't. I don't think I have any use for that knowledge. Again, unless it's a trivia game and I can win money or gift cards. Or you could open that drawer in your house that has gubbins in it. Gubbins is that? Is that the junk drawer? Yeah. Every house have a junk random drawer. pieces or gadgets. It's every a gubbin stash. I'd say every house has multiple junk drawers, but every kitchen has a junk drawer. Yeah, for sure. All What's right. Junk drawer. Uh, batteries. <laughs> There's always batteries in the junk drawer. <laughs> batteries, screws. You don't know where they came from. Yes. And how about this? Since everything you buy has the the um, sh crap. I just lost the word. Allen wrench. So you got like 78 <sighs> Allen wrenches, little miniature Allen wrenches that you put together. You get outfit Ikea for life with the amount of Allen wrenches that you have stashed in there. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, candles or not. I just uh, say tea uh, light lighters, candles. The, these flicker sticks. These. Yes. Zip ties. Uh, tape baggies. measures. Tape measures. Oh my gosh! It's like it, you're describing my drawer. What have you been in stuff, my house doing? Stuff that you, which say it gripes me because I have tape measures all over the house. She, she's, she says it's impossible for me to take a tape measure back to the garage. I was gonna say like stuff in the junk drawer is stuff that is supposed to be carried back out to the garage after you use it, but you you leave it on the counter and then it just gets shoved in the junk drawer. Indeed. Right, so, Jim, oh, how about Jim, menus? Take out, carry out menus. Oh, carry out menus. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, Jim has thrown down the gauntlet. So, uh oh. Says, uh, 
Eric, some of your former students felt the same way about your government lessons now. <laughs> Maybe so when they were 17 or 18 years old, but I guarantee you that no one has ever come back to you, Jim, and said, hey, Mr. Heron, I'm glad you taught me that math because now I'm 45 years old and I'm using it. <laughs> Guaranteed no one ever did that. I could identify a dodecahedron. Thank you, Mr. Heron. Yes. People came back to me and have said, I'm glad you taught me this about government because now I understand it. I guarantee you no one has ever said that about your Algebra 2, sir. Want to throw down the gauntlet? I'm here to catch your gauntlet. And well, go ahead, Brady. I said, <laughs> yeah. Brady, was was he frozen on your screen there for a second? Eric? No, I was in deep pregnant pause thought. I was like, no. Nah. Oh, I thought you yeah. were frozen. Um, we, got, we got comments. Uh, the, um, he said you would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you can Prove fight it. about it. Prove it. Uh, Miss Wilson says a diphthong is a great hangman word. It probably does have a use for that, too. Is, is hangman. 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 <laughs> Oh man! Well, I think uh, there, Be Becky's comment above that one—that is are those words to live by. Like, is that a? Is that a? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll post the comment. I will not say the comment How about that. All right. I think that is a. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is a breastfeeding um. Comment. Yeah. Comment. Oh yes. I think that's, yes. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I I will take it as such. Yes. <laughs> And uh, I, I kind of feel like I'm being finifugal here. Finifugal. It's a fear of finishing things, and you want to just hold on to that end moment a little bit longer. So you've just finished a painting, and you put your hands in your hips, and you step back, and you like that finifugal. It's like holding on to the very when it's over, and you're holding on to that last moment, like this topic. Yeah. Like, like when you're at your like a school dance and you're dancing with your girlfriend and it's the last dance. Yes. That kind of thing. We're like, right. it stinks that the dance is over. And Take My Breath Away by Berlin is finishing yes. and yeah. you're gazing upon that lovely shade of pink lipstick and the finifugalness of that moment. Yeah. Pink lipstick like a hacky sack. Right, Brady? Yes. Story for uh, another time. Ah, uh, the good old days. Or a movie. You ever watch a movie and you just, you, you hate to see it come to an end? Yeah. Oh, well, like uh, our book. Um, I was doing the audio book, one of my favorite authors, Tim Dorsey, and their music is heck. But this one was a particularly good one in the series. And when it was done, I, I just didn't want it to end. I wanted the story to continue. Speaking of like TV series, I think the series, since the series have gotten so big with shows, oh. definitely hate to see them end. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, Seinfeld was that way for me. Like, there was a gap in my life when Seinfeld ended. The Shield. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. That too. That too. All right. Anything else, Brady? Nope. I think that should... Stick a proverbial fork in it. It was a fun one, though. All righty, then. Once again, we will go back and remind you again of our episode 100 live, Sunday, June 5th, 5 to 8. Sons of Toil Brewing. Don't soil the toil. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, June 5th, 5 to 8. Uh, go to our Facebook page. There's an event there on the page. Uh, click that you're interested. Click that you're going. Uh, so we know that uh, we who to plan for and what to plan for and whatnot. Yes, Brady? Uh, yeah, you might have stumbled upon a marketing extravaganza for Sons of Toil. I don't eat seafood, but you hear those people having a low country boil. It's a low country boil at the toil. Actually, I think low country boil sounds like an intestinal issue, but is is that a reference to South Carolina? Because that, that's yeah, the low country is, I believe. Yeah, and it's a bunch of like shrimp and clams and it's like a stew. Got, you also got no, no. A shrimp boil is not a stew at all. No. It's ears a low of country pota- boil. It's ears of corn, potatoes. You, you said that incorrectly. Ears of gearn. Ears of gearn. Or ear of corns. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like game, game of Thrones. <laughs> ear of corns. <clears throat> yes, Becky, work it out. Be there. Work it, work it, work it, work it out. All right. Chicken or egg time, gentlemen. Oh, chicken or egg. Chicken or Poultry egg. or ovum. Poultry or ovum. That is correct. All right. So if you're not familiar with the game, we played it several times here on the podcast. Uh, very simply, uh, it is a uh, which thing came first game, this or that. So, uh, uh, again, we just kind of go back and forth. Todd has his uh, game face on with his uh, Tootsie Pop. You know what we should have for the audience members? We should have Game Suckers. Oh, that's a thought. Yeah. And juice boxes. (laughs) No one drinks juice boxes, Brady. Yes. Just you. When your fingers are longer than the juice box, it's time to give it up. That is correct. See, I'm okay. No, choke up on it. Choke up. Put your middle (laughs) finger up. Put your middle finger up. That's not your middle. Not on screen. Stop flicking me off. (laughs) (laughs) Stop yelling. Who do you think you are, Dark Vader? (laughs) You're watching Star Trek? (laughs) Yes. Or the Muffets? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, context of that story. Or the Murphs. <laughs> Murphs. Uh, well, wasn't that Doug's grandma? Yeah. Our friend, our friend Doug's grandma, uh, he'd be watching the Muppet show, and she'd walk into the room and say, you watching those Muffets? It was darn Muffets. <laughs> it was Muffets. Because it's not real. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now put it on Lawrence Welk. Yeah, right. Murder okay. she wrote. Oh, hang on a minute. That that was Eric's jam, Murder, She Wrote. That's right. So, Eric, Murder, She Wrote, or Madlock? I like me some Ange. Andy Griffith. Well, that could be Angela Lansbury. That's who I thought you were talking about when you said Ange. Well, no, on the the Andy Griffith show, Don Knotts, which I'd never understood other than the fact that he must have been referring to his real name, he would always say... That's a that's a good point, or just something. Not that particular quote, but yeah, you're right, Ange. Huh. What was that? 
but he was Andy Taylor on the show. Where does Andy Ant? <laughs> Ant. Good point, Ant. No, he said Ange, which I think he was referring to his real name, which I never really got. But yeah, you're correct. It could be Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury was was a looker back in the day. If you look at some old pictures. Just saying. That B. Arthur was a handsome woman. <laughs> yes, she was. Yes, Treva. Ain't B. <laughs> said it just like, oh, that's John. Uh, yeah, ain't B. Just said just like that. All right. So, uh, poultry or ovum, chicken or egg. Uh, we drew lots backstage. Todd, you're up. Which came first? <laughs> Rubber bands? Or paper clips. Oh. Rubber bands or paper clips. <sighs> well, well, does it mean in its current in their current format, or could have it been paper clip from another material, like a? And like does not say. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm going to say rubber bands. Rubber bands. <clears throat> On March 17th, 1845, which ironically enough, St. Patrick's Day. And I say ironic because uh, the first rubber band was patented in London by Stephen Perry. <laughs> Perry. Steve Perry, Steve Perry, Steve Perry. <laughs> no journey, psychouts. <laughs> Makes you want to watch that movie. So uh, simple and so useful. The first paperclip wasn't invented until 1899. The huh. Gem Manufacturing Company was the first to design the double oval shaped clip that we know today. So rubber bands. Yeah. See, I would have missed that one because I think somebody could have forged a piece of metal before synthetic rubber was invented. So I would have missed that. Does a rubber band have to be synthetic rubber? That's what I was going to. That's what I was wondering. I'm, I was trying to think of the whole idea of rubber trees. Yeah, and and I don't know. It's not very elastic. Natural rubber. The Aztecs and the Mayans would play that ball game with one of those rubber balls, and it would like were, cause hematomas. Man, they looked a lot like this one. Yeah. <laughs> You've been playing pocket talk without telling me. <laughs> That's a personal question, Brady. <laughs> All right, Brady. <clears throat> See which came which came first, veterinary school or nursing school? <sighs> I'm going to overthink this. I'm afraid. Imagine that. But nurses, like medicine, was performed by the alchemists and the barbers back in the day. Correct. But there was always a need to treat the king's horses. And all the king's men. And people, ah, you beat me to it. <laughs> you don't get a Humpty Dumpty joke very often, Eric. Way to take advantage of you, it. You do not. Um, but I'm going to say that the importance of keeping the knights and the kings and the cavalry's horses healthy was more important than the peasantry. So I'm going to go with veterinaries. Veterinary school. 
By the way, Gary Goldman does a great bit on Humpty Dumpty. And I'll just give you a little snippet of it after I give you the answer here. The first veterinary school was founded in France. 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 What the hell? <laughs> In 1761, the first nursing school was the Deaconess Institute, founded in 1836 ah. in Germany. One of the nurses trained there was Florence Nightingale. So nine. Nine. Veterinary school it is. Uh, so, yeah, Gary Goldman's bit on uh, Humpty Dumpty. Uh, he says, first of all, uh, Humpty Dumpty probably flung himself off the wall because if your last name is Dumpty, why <laughs> would you name your kid Humpty? Humpty Dumpty. And when Humpty Dumpty was being attempted to put back together by all the king's horses and all the king's men, what place did the horses have in this little... Uh, Dragging his massive shell... To because, the barber. Because I think you need thumbs for that kind of work. <laughs> right? So, yeah, probably would. Yeah. Well played. So I I always assumed that Humpty was short for Humphrey. And his name was Humphrey Dumphrey. Humphrey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to steal your thunder, it just literally popped into my head. I I'm free, dumb free. <laughs> uh, uh, one to one. <laughs> All right, Todd. Which came first? Humberdink. <laughs> Dumberdink. <laughs> Baseball or basketball? Pshaw. Baseball. There has been a bit of a dispute over who truly invented the game of baseball. Dr. Naismith and his peach basket. Go ahead. I don't know what year that was, but I was thinking it was after baseball. Legend had it Abner Doubleday invented the game in Cooperstown, New York in 1839. It is now believed that it was Alexander Cartwright who uh, published the first list of rules in 1845. The inventor of basketball is clear. It was James Naismith, a Canadian physical education teacher who worked, as my wife would chime in if she were on the air here, maybe she is, worked for the YMCA. With the village people. <laughs> I didn't know that he was Canadian. I didn't either. In the year 18 and 91. So, yes, it was baseball. That was first. Todd gets the point. Uh, once again, we are playing to five, gentlemen. Playing to five. What's the scare? Scare two to one. Todd Griffin. Brady. Yeah. Which came, which came first? Woman in space or man on the moon? I think it has to be man in the moon unless the Russian cosmonauts snuck a woman up there clandestinely. Clandestine, I like that word. Um, I'm going to go man on, man on the moon. Man on the moon. The first woman to fly in space was Soviet cosmonaut 
Valentina Nikolaeva Tereshkova. I'm sure I didn't say that right. She was selected as the pilot for Vostok 6, which was a solo flight launched on June 16th, 1963. Ah, curses. completed 48 orbits. The first man on the moon, Neil Armstrong, did not step on the moon until July 20th, 1969. So Woman in Space was the first. Sounds like a Mel Brooks movie. Gets the point. In Space. All right, Todd, up three to one. I got that point. How'd I get it? Brady missed it. Oh. Ooh. I thought I thought Brady missed another one earlier. I didn't I didn't know we were getting points for missing questions or the other. I didn't know that's what we did it. I thought I'll take it. Usually did it. This game stresses perfection. Yeah. Didn't you miss your other question, Brady? About the No. Oh. I, I would have mi- I would have missed the rubber band one if yeah. it was my you question. You said he would have missed that one. Right. That was your question. That was right. I see. I sees. All right. Todd? Yes. Stop sign. Or traffic lights. Hmm. I should know who invented the traffic light. We talk about that. Um, I believe the gentleman from, I think he's from Ohio. Ohio. I'm going to say traffic light. Traffic light. Sorry. The first stop signs were used in Detroit in the late 1910s and early 1920s. In 1923, the Mississippi Valley Authority introduced a sign plan that called for stop signs to be octagonal, but traffic lights jumped the gun by having the first one installed on August 5th, 1914 in Cleveland, Ohio. It is indeed traffic lights. Yeah. Uh. Brady, you're getting shellacked. I actually knew that was in the in the mid-teens, the 19... I'm trying to think. I, I'm mad that I can't remember who invented it, though. Mid-1910s. You knew James it was Ohio. James knew it was Ohio, yeah. I can't, yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. I can't... Why did they sell... Why octagonal? I don't know. Good question. Why not? A- you remember, the, remember the old stop signs? Like the really old ones that were yellow? Yellow with black I don't. Letters. There's some really old stop signs. They're yellow with black So back letters. when you were riding your horseless carriage. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brady. See. Garrett Which, Morgan. Garrett Morgan. There you go. Which came first? Taxi cabs or limousines, if you will? <laughs> if you will. Fancy cars. <laughs> Hard times before we had those little things. Rick Flair. The American dream, um, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. I have eaten kings and queens. I have dined on pork and beans with the American dream persist. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> My students love it when I break into a Dusty Rhodes. It gets a little distracting. It's like, guys, I can't do a test review in Dusty Rhodes' voice the whole time. Um, let's see. I am going to go with a taxi cab 
because the idea of having someone pick you up and take you someplace, I think probably existed before a super long, luxurious automobile. Automobile. So I say taxi cab. Automobile. All right. <clears throat> taxi cabs that had meters for calculating the charge to customers operated in Stuttgart, Germany. Stuttgart. In 18 and 97. The first limousine (laughs) was built in 1902. (laughs) Before the talkies. And derived its name from the French region limousine. Since the driver's covered compartment resembled the hood of the cloak worn by shepherds there. The first stretch limousine was created in Fort Smith, Arkansas in 19 and 28. How about that? Taxi cabs is correct, Brady. That explanation, that answer was so long I forgot who I forgot who what he answered. And taxi cab was his answer. All right, Todd. You, you could win the game. I could. Oh. I think I'm going for two weeks in a row here. You, you could be. Going into the 100th episode, playing two games yeah. on a two-game winning streak. Could pull away, put some distance between us. You could. Which came first? Pizza delivery or Monday night football? Oh. This is a toughen. Toughen. I vaguely remember when pizza delivery kind of started around here. I feel like I do, but it might have just been. I'm going to say Monday Night Football came first. Okay. You you speak of around here. The real question is, did pizza delivery come around here before I got a local number to my dial-up internet? (laughs) Which came first? All right. The first pizza delivery reportedly took place when Naples Pizzeria delivered a pizza to the king and queen of Italy in 1889. But it appears that only the ingredients were delivered and the food was prepared on site. Regular Regular pizza delivery from pizzerias became available most likely in the 1950s, with the growing car culture, Tom Monahan, founder of Domino's Pizza, in 1960 made pizza delivery a profitable enterprise. Whichever date you pick, they all preceded Monday Night Football, which first yeah. aired in 1970. First game in Monday Night Football included an Ohio team, the Cleveland Browns. Close. Just a, just a little side note there. Uh, was close, however... Your answer. This isn't jarts. Was not jarts, nor hand grenades, nor horseshoes, nor horseshoes. So, reduce lead to four to three. Brady, got to win. Pressure is on me. That's that's the rules. Okay, Brady, which came first, clowns 
or circuses? Circuses have been around since the Roman Empire days. I get the feeling that the French invented clowns, which came after the circus. So I'm going to go circuses. Circuses. Circi. Circi. Stage so circus clowns. Maximus. Stage clowns appeared in comedy productions by the Greeks oh. around the 5th century BCE. Oh, I'm in trouble. They would mimic the lead characters of plays and act as buffoons. <laughs> <laughs> the equestrian shows organized by Philip Astley, <laughs> cousin to Rick, <laughs> in England in the late 1770s were the first circus-type shows. He never could give them up. <laughs> he never could let him down either. <laughs> In 1777, Astley was employing a strongman, and by 1780, there were clowns and acrobats. And rat barkers. <laughs> <laughs> the first circus called by that name was the Royal Circus, founded in London in the years 1782. Well, pick it, Ellie. Clowns came first. So... Todd, I'll take the win. It's the win. Yeah. Todd Rick of York. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear bottle. Can we find a rat barker for the live podcast? No. That would be awesome. He'll be scary and unwashed. What would a rat barker do without his cocaine, though? I don't think cocaine is as popular these days. Smack. <laughs> Toot. Marching powder. Flake. <laughs> Booger sugar. <laughs> Colombian uh, snow. <laughs> Nose uh, candy. Uh, reminder. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, we shouldn't joke about drugs, but. <laughs> it, it, as a child of the 80s, you became jumped into all the street names of cocaine because it was on TV all the time. <laughs> uh, once again, reminder, episode 100 live Sunday, June 5th, 5 to 8 p.m. Sons of Toil Brewing, Klein Road, Mount Orb. You can uh, search out Sons of Toil on your uh, GPS apparatus, and it will take you right to where we are. Once again, episode 100, Sunday, June 5th, 5 to 8 p.m. Todd, you did you congratulate yourself for your win? There we go. What do, what do you call that maneuver? I don't know. I've never done that when I've actually... I, I've never done that head. as a celebration. <laughs> and who came up with that? I don't know. We should look that up. We should. All right, that rounds out episode number nine. Number nine. 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 We're one away, gentlemen. We are. Uh, once again, a reminder, uh, due to the fact that we're trying to coordinate dates uh, to line up episode 100 on June 5th, we will take next week off. 
Uh, we haven't decided on uh, maybe putting out a little mini content next week or uh, some a vignettes. Or vignettes. I love that word too. Been using a lot of good words tonight. Love, love them all. Uh, like I said, we've been talking about that. We may uh, put some snippets, vignettes of things out for you. Uh, maybe we won't. I don't know. We haven't decided. But our next uh, new episode will be 100 once again on June 5th, 5 to 8, Sunday Toil Brewing. Reminder that the uh, audio version of our show here will be uh, out on at 3 a.m. on Friday. Uh, that can be found on Spotify. By the way, Spotify uh, also now has video episodes, so you can watch us on video there, as well as uh, some of the other outlets we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, audio can be also found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. And most anywhere else you find an audio podcast, you can find us. On video, the aforementioned Spotify is another video uh, outlet that just came available to us. So we put the last three episodes, uh, counting this coming one here that we just did, uh, will be on Spotify as video. Uh, in addition to that, you can search YouTube uh, for our podcast channel, play it by your podcast. Also on Twitch. 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 Uh, you can search play it by your podcast there as well. They do not archive those, uh, but for two weeks, I believe so. If you're looking for something a little bit more uh, aged than two weeks ago, you, you, know, you won't find it on Twitch. So aged. Do a deep dive into the archives. Yes, you can do that on YouTube. Also archived on Facebook, by the way. Uh, speaking of social media, go to our website. Uh, you can find our uh, social media links. Uh, by the way, the website, www.playitbyyourpodcast.com find our social media links for facebook twitter and instagrams there you can interact with us via email admin at playbyyourpodcast.com you can leave a voice message yes clicking the link but, okay we're, we're at the begging point now yes we are not too proud to beg sweet Eric, mama how many people do we have in the room do we have anyone left in the room uh currently have six people in the room six people in the room can we please beg all six of you well I, I think I know someone who would take the challenge. I think Becky would take the challenge and leave I, us a voice message. I see I see Becky Tater Barker as a <laughs> as a potential voice message. So as, a, as opposed to Rat Barker. It only yes, it only takes one person. <laughs> it's it's like a dance floor. It only takes one person. That's right. And then everyone get, starts dancing. To get everybody up there. So yeah, we, we don't want to Go ahead. Bro. We don't want to sound like a tater or nothing, but Yeah, yeah. But, so again, click the link at your podcast provider, any, any of the podcast providers. You can go, you can definitely find it on the anchor.fm page. Go there, click the link. Uh, iHeartRadio, the app there, has a talk back button. You can leave a voice message that way as well. So You won't get in trouble for talking back to us. No, you will not. Uh, the challenge is out. It's the, Becky, you, you have thrown take it down. the challenge. You have thrown it down. Should we, fellas, should we mention, because since we're not doing an episode next week, we mentioned the t-shirts earlier, but so people can make sure they have fundage when they come uh, to the to the live podcast, um, we can't show you the shirts yet, but just, just picture a, you know, it's going to be a dark, we're just going simple, a dark gray shirt with our logo in, in, on, the, on the chest, our, our round logo, yep. and... Uh, on, on, in white, and they're going to be twenty bucks. Yeah. So, 
you know, if you want a shirt, make sure you bring your 20 bucks that night and we will sell as many as we have there. And again, if, if anyone wants to order any, we can do that as well. So wonder how much it would cost to add like Captain Crunch, like epaulettes to the, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I think, by the way, you bring that up. Captain Crunch had to be an admiral with him, with those on his shoulder. Mere captains don't have that, do they? I think it was Admiral Crunch. You think? Yes. All right. Well, I, I leave that question out there unanswered. No one, neither of you responded, so we'll just go on. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know. Sure. Like. I bet you can Google it and see if anyone has tackled it yeah. before. Petty Officer Crunch. <laughs> we knew him Lieutenant? back when he was Midshipman Crunch. Lieutenant Crunch. <laughs> is that the uh, is that the Kroger brand cereal? Petty Officer Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to keep the you got to keep the alliteration though. It would be like Petty Officer Punch or something, or Petty Officer Prance. <laughs> Tell you, if these prices keep going up, I'll have to buy the Petty Officer Crunch. <laughs> Gave me the intestinal distress. It became Rear Admiral Crunch. <laughs> I'm guessing that the captain, Eric, was more than worrying about if it was correctly used. It was more about the alliteration. Commodore Crunch. Commander oh, Crunch. There you go. Commodat. Commodore Crunch. <laughs> Coming out, Clunstein. All right. It's time to go, gentlemen. <laughs> Anything else for the good of the order? See you in a couple weeks. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2 and our website at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again. And join us next time as we play it by.